in him. We looked at it yesterday in John 14 and, and in John 15 where God tells us, let's just look at it real fast. In John 14, John 15, he says, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. But John 14, 4, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, but you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. So in these verses, it literally shows us that if we'll just abide in him, we have no other option but to bear fruit. Yeah. Like if we need something in our life, all we have to do is abide in God and the fruit that's needed will come out of us. Yeah. Like if I need to be more full of joy, I just need to abide in God mm -hmm. because he is the vine that joy comes from. Yeah. If I need, you know, peace, I don't need to go looking for peace somewhere else. I am to abide in peace by abiding in peace himself. So if I'm in need of something, I don't need to go search for it somewhere else. I just need to abide in him and that fruit will produce because if you change the spiritual root, the physical fruit has to follow. So if I just abide in God, fruit will follow me and put that in the comments. If I abide in God, fruit will follow me and not worldly fruit, godly fruit. If we'll abide in him. Well, so we talked about this basically all of yesterday. Mm -hmm. And this is wonderful. We can, we can preach the same thing again. And the Lord, the Lord's on his word. But there's an importance for us to move beyond hearing it, knowing it, and turning it into action. Yeah. God doesn't want us just to know the truth. He wants us to walk in the truth, to abide in the truth, to stay in the truth. And the way that we do that is by taking what we know is true and moving from knowledge into faithfulness, into faithful works. Yeah. And in those works, we prove what we believe. Mm -hmm. What you got? I'm agreeing with you. I know. I know. It's great. No, I'm, I'm, as, you're, as you're mentioning all of that, I'm, I went to Galatians 5.22 where it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Yep. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That, that's a choice. Yeah. You have to put that on consistently. That, that's, you can know the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, in Super Kids, part of our children's ministry here, we, we learn a song. And I think yeah. you guys do it in Impact too, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I don't remember the hand jive, but, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. But it's, it, it's one thing to know it. It's one thing to have, a, have an understanding of it and know, okay, this is, this is what joy looks like. This is what peace looks like. Yeah. This is, this is self-control. It's doing all of these different things, but it's another thing to walk in it. Yeah. And it's a, it is a choice that we have to make to put those things on. You're right. The, if all, if all we're trying to do is achieve these things by doing the same things that we've been doing and not making a distinct choice to do something differently, yep. nothing's ever going to change. Yep. You're right. We, yeah. I'm, that, <laughs> this is my second time being on the Word, and I'm, I'm working through getting through things. I'm leaning on the Lord so hard right now. So if I take, if I take a minute and I just don't say anything, that's, I'm, I'm asking the Lord what to say. You are doing so, fine. Yeah. No, it, it's super true. We, if we don't walk out what we proclaim that we believe yeah. do we really believe it yeah and look there are so i'm turning this just ever so slightly there's yeah. so many times where we in church will amen something yeah because in a moment the emotion mm -hmm. of the situation will come yeah but then also there's a corporate anointing so in a corporate anointing in the anointing our eyes see clearly mm -hmm. it's like 
I'm not trying to quote Tangled, but it truly is like the fog is lifted and whatever was trying to be cloudy, the anointing parts all of that. Yeah. And in him, we can truly start to see. Yeah. We see clearly. Mm-hmm. So many songs. It's, you I, carry yeah. that like little thing the pastor has too, where there are lots of songs that can come out. Mm-hmm. But which in the anointing we see, and so it's easier in a corporate body to make the decision to stand for the Lord. Yeah. To I'm today I'm going. I'm going yeah. to the altar. I'm going to get what God has for me today. I'm going yeah. to receive today. But when we're in our bedroom at home mm-hmm. and. Fear tries to come. Like, this used to happen to me all the time when I would go to sleep at night and I'd be trying to go to sleep and then a thought would come of, you messed this up today, someone must be angry with you right now, blah 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 Like, fear used to try and come. Yeah. Well, is God any less present in my bedroom than nope. he is in church? Nope. That's the right answer. That's the correct answer. Yeah. But in those moments when we have to be the ones to put our hands to the plow, mm-hmm. it can feel different. Yeah. And the flesh is like, I don't want to do that right now. Yep. I am tired. Lord, just let me go to sleep. Yep. If we even think about Jesus, yeah, it's, it's, it's just let me go to sleep. Yeah, it's such a different experience having to do it. And I've experienced this a lot in like the last nine months of my life because my, the last nine months of my life have been very different. I've been I've been trying to make more distinct choices for the Lord. And you and, have been. And I have been. And as that's happened, there have been times where it's not Sunday morning. I'm not sitting in a congregation full of believers that are that that just the atmosphere of the room is hunger. Yeah. It's it's sometimes me in my bedroom at night. Like exactly mm-hmm. like you said. And it's a completely exactly like you said, it's a completely different thing to try to put your hand to the plow then. Yeah. Than it is to get than it is to get you know, just just that kind of not emotion, sure, but the the feel of that sure. hunger that's in the room and get attach yourself to it, sure. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. Yeah. And and that's the like that's one of those things. We'll receive it corporately. We've got the word. We'll receive it on a broadcast. We've got it. But then it's that choice yep. to live it. Yeah. And in the middle of living it out. We've got to have this revelation truly at the core of who we are. That's why, if you will, Ephesians 1. Brother Hagen used to, like, I've written, I've written, no, I haven't. I have read multiple, I've written, no, I have. I've read multiple of Brother Hagen's books where he has stated that he would pray the Ephesians 1 prayer, not just over other people. He'd pray it over himself every day. Every day. So mechanically, I would pray that too. I'm like, well, if Brother Hagen did it, no. I'm going to do it. But there's a reason why he prayed this prayer. So hear this. In Ephesians 1, verse 17, I pray that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now, first of all, how does this revelation come? In, in him. him. I pray that God gives this to you. Yeah. So this isn't something that we can just go seek out ourselves. This isn't something that we're just going to logically be able to grab a hold of. God's got to give this revelation to us. Yeah. He has to be the one to not only bring it to us, he has to be the one to help enable us to live it. Yeah. So he says, I ask that the Father, the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Give us revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart, and in this word heart, it's talking about understanding. It's not like our eyes, our heart grows eyeballs, yeah. nor that our heart just takes over and turns into the Grinch and grows three sizes that day. It's, I pray that your soul, yeah. your mind, your will, your emotions, I pray that the eyes of your soul may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? The only way this is coming is if we abide in the vine. Yeah. We will not walk out the fullness of what Paul is praying Mm 
unless we abide in Him. So the first step, number one, is we have to abide in Him. In order to step into freedom, we must abide in the vine. We can't be cut off from it. We must abide in the vine. But then we have to allow that revelation to move beyond our head and move down into action. Yeah. You, we act on what we believe to be true. That's a fact. Yep. So if yep. I am acting afraid, what have I listened to? I've listened to fear. fear. Yep. If I am acting, you know, overly emotional, what have I been listening to? My emotions. I act out what I believe to be true. Yeah. So if I have a revelation that God is for me, who can be against me? I'm not going to be the 10 spies that come back yeah. and say, oh, there's giants in the land. No, yep. I'm going to be the Caleb and Joshua that look in the promised land and say, no, God's for me. Yeah. Who could be against me? Yep. But it's an action we take. And it's, it's that chicken line that Apostle Scott was talking about a few weeks ago where we have this line in the sand and we need to choose to step over it. Will we allow this revelation to not only empower us to see, will we allow the revelation of who we are in Christ to cause us to take action to let the old man stay dead? Yeah. And that's what we need to choose to do. The old man, old things are passed away. Behold, new things are come. But in the moment when the dead man wants to raise up and zombie itself and say, I am alive, be hateful right now. Are we going to let the zombie take over? Like a, a, the case of the body snatchers? Or are we going to put that zombie back in its place and say, no, you're dead. You no longer have authority. That part of me died. The real me will not be moved. The real me will stay in Galatians yeah. where you quoted it. Yep. We have to make the decision. And the decision gets made based on the revelation that we eat and feast on and allow to transform our mind. I'm either brand new or I'm not. Yeah. And I have to determine that the zombie part of my flesh is not the real me. Yep. Is not. Mm -mm. And a, a, recent, a recent experience that I had with this, just this week, yeah. we had, uh, well, I'll put it this way. I had an opportunity to pray for somebody this week. Mm -hmm. I, I knew it in my spirit the second, <clears throat> excuse me, the second that they had mentioned that they needed prayer, that I was supposed to pray for them. Yeah. Like beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I haven't, I haven't in the past felt that strong leading from the Lord in that way before. Yeah. And I knew I was supposed to do it. Like it was, it was if I don't do this, you I'm were. going to be wrong. Yeah. And I, I got up. I started praying in the spirit. I started, you know, getting ready to pray. I mean, that was probably a mistake on my part, trying to get myself ready to do it. But as I was, as I was standing there praying in the spirit, a thought came up immediately not even 20 seconds after oh you you're you're not experienced enough you haven't been you've yeah. been a christian long enough you don't have the you don't have the wherewithal and know how to do do what you need to do and be what you need to be to serve the lord you know you, you you're just not there yet it, right just there's it's okay you sit this one out it's okay you don't need to do this and i listened to it for about two minutes about two minutes i stood there and listened to to my dead self try to convince me That's of good. who I was. That's a great statement. Which is, which is absolutely wrong. I, I am no longer that dead person that no longer has the power of Christ in me. Right. I am who God has made me to be. Right. I'm in the vine. I, I have access to that. And so I, I, as I'm standing there and I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, eh, for a minute, like, no, you know what? Even if, even if, even if what my flesh was trying to say was true, I'm not qualified enough. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ready. I don't have the experience. Could God not meet that? Does God not have the ability to take what I can give him and make more of it? I don't remember, I don't remember who said it, if we were in Texarkana or where we were, but so, somebody said it, and it's not in the Bible anywhere. It was just a quote, but uh, somebody had said, God is a master at making champions out of broken stuff. Yeah. Even if I, even if I'm, you know, just eat, nobody. But let's say, let's say I'm, I'm a deadbeat. I have no, I have nothing. God can still use me. 
Yep. It, specifically because I am a part of him. I am with him. I am in him. I do life in him. I abide in the vine. So, I, I don't know where to go from there, but that's just, <laughs> that's just what... Yeah. Well, our flesh is always going to try and find reasons to disqualify us from yeah. being godly. Yeah. Like, I, I, recognizing that we're not our flesh is one of the most important revelations we could ever get. Yeah. Because we are a three-part being. We are a spirit being. And the moment that we accept Jesus as our Savior, our spirit being is made brand new. Yeah. We're, and not just brand new, we become one with Jesus. Yeah. Like the spirit of Barrett is one with Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's, and we touched on this <laughs> yesterday. It's not separate. It's not different. William's spirit is one with Jesus. Mm. It's one with the Lord of the universe. The Holy Spirit <laughs> and my spirit are one. Yeah. The same. Yep. My spirit is linked to the one who created the heavens and the earth. Can I pause you for one second? Yes, you can. I just looked down. Ephesians 2, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Just, just that, just, just that right there. <laughs> We're seated with him. Yeah. We're seated yep. with him. Like, hear this. We're not carrying around our, our dead. Fl- like, we're seated in heavenly places. My position is not on this earth. Yeah. My assignment yep. may be on this earth. Yep. But my position is seated at the right hand of the Father yep. along with Jesus. He made the throne big enough for me to fit in there with him. Yep. I am seated with <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I am in heavenly places with Jesus. Yep. But not because I'm Barrett and I'm on a broadcast. Yeah. Because I'm a child of God. So child of God, no. You are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Yes. As he is on his throne at the right hand of the Father, so are you. That's why Hebrews tells us that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Because we're already positioned there. Yeah. Like there is already a position for us in the throne room. Yep. Already. Yep. Now. Not just when (laughs) we get to heaven. Now. Yeah. They've carved out space for you, baby. There's a mansion <laughs> with your name on it. They yeah. know you're coming. Yep. He has made a room for you. Yep. He's made place for you. He's called us to go to him, to be with him. We are seated not on the earth. We're seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Yeah. And what's coming up to me was what Apostle Scott ministered on when he was here a couple weeks ago it's that declaring from the place of authority that you have in christ yes it's it's not a i was about to say i was about to say something i shouldn't have said it's not a religious thought of oh lord doom gloom despair on me if you see fit for me a sinner to receive your goodness and mercy sometime in the next seven business days, Father. Thank you. Please just do it. No. No. Do you know how much garbage that is? You know how non-effective that is? It it does nothing. 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 (laughs) I'm like... The mercy of God may, like, provide something for you. Yeah. But that's not an effectual, fervent prayer. No. It, it, It... in my short experience with having, having prayed out certain things, there's a difference between taking authority over something yep. and declaring it to be so. Speaking things that... Um, what's the verse? Speaking things that be not as though they were. Good Sorry. Job. Had to get the translation right. Um, th- there's a difference in doing that and, and begging for something. Mm-hmm. Or, or making it making it seem like you don't have the authority that Christ has given you to make something so, or that you just don't believe it, or that you just don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's there's such a difference in it. One gets things done. One might get things done. If if God chooses to be merciful at yeah. that moment. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. No, it, it, it it's totally true. I like. The, there was a time. There was a time. There was there, a time. Like a few years ago. I don't know, four or five, maybe six. I don't really know. Somewhere. At some point. Somewhere. 
not since the broadcast, but we, I was going through, I've talked about it on the broadcast, but I had recently found out that I was not called to be a pastor and that awareness rocked me. Like it, I, I can't, I hope nobody goes through something like that, but it, it's really difficult to describe what it was like. It was literally like I had to choose to be Abraham and put my Isaac on the altar and God, not even my Isaac, my Ishmael on the altar. Cause God didn't tell me I was going to be a pastor. I told myself that, but so I had told, I had been found this out by the Lord and through praise God, the wise counsel and pastors. And I was letting that dream die. It needed to die because it wasn't of God. But so I had quite a bit of emotions on this subject. And there was a day where I was just really frustrated with the whole thing. Like I was frustrated with the situation I was in. I was frustrated that apparently I'm just not called to be a pastor and pity had tried to come on me. And so in pity, my thought was, well, things are, I guess I'm just stuck being behind the scenes forever. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just stuck not doing anything like big and mighty for God. Can't be a pastor. Not going to be effectively used, I guess. Because I was in pity. I was looking at myself. And so I kept looking at myself. I was frustrated. And so that night we needed to do a, I don't know if it was last minute, but it was like more of a spontaneous broadcast. It wasn't something that we'd planned for weeks. So I needed to be at the church helping to run it. Yeah. I had my booty on my (laughs) shoulders. Yeah. Like I was bent. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. So I'm not a pastor. And hear this. I'm sharing this not because this is not a right way to think, but this is how jacked the flesh is. My flesh was like, guess I'm just going to have to serve forever. Yeah. That's what I'm made to do. What do you mean? Like, but my flesh was so frustrated and angry. I was bent through the whole broadcast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really adding a whole lot of supply to the room. Let me tell you. And so after the broadcast finished, pastor came up to me and I confessed all that was going on in my head. Yeah. And so we prayed and I, we prayed, pastor prayed. Yeah. And I sat there and we finished and pastor's like, do you receive? I'm like, nope. <laughs> and he's like, then you didn't pray. And <laughs> he's like, you need to pray. And I'm like, Lord, I ask. He's like, no, pray. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, I thank you. He's like, no, connect your heart to it. Yeah. Lord, I thank you that I have <laughs> you right now. And he let me, con- and I, that's how I started. Yeah. But as I committed my, it's not like I started holy. Oh, no. Yeah. I, like, I was hours not being holy. Yeah. I was hours being angry. I was hours thinking of myself. Yeah. And then even when the man of God told me to pray, mm-hmm. I was not willing to do it. I was focused on me. So yep. it was like, well, Jesus, I'm here and I'm praying <laughs> and you know I'm ticked off. Yeah. I didn't have proper action. Yeah. But as I started and I was willing to humble myself to this word, I began to pray and it's not, it wasn't loud. Yeah. But as my heart got connected to it, the power of God showed up. Yep. See, God's not looking for us to necessarily be the most eloquent or to be the most finessed. Yep. He's just looking for us to have our heart connected yep. to him. And in choosing to say yes to him, yep. even when our flesh, especially when our flesh doesn't yeah. want to, yeah. God will empower our decision to move on the knowledge of his goodness and that decision to step out onto the water will be met with his power to uphold our steps. And in that provision of power comes the freedom. So as I began to angry pray, but with a heart that says, God, I don't want to sit in this anymore. Help break this free. Mm -hmm. God met me with the power of God and broke it over me. And that pity, like frustrated, angry stuff broke off. And glory to God for a pastor who is willing to put his finger on the issue. But it could have come sooner and should have come sooner had earlier in the day when that thought tried to come up originally, yeah. I dealt with it. Yep. Because, see, dealing with things in the spirit is not burying them. Yeah. We're not to yep. bury them. 
Like I was talking to you about this this week. Yeah. We're not to bury stuff and ignore it and pretend that the thought never came up. We're to kill it yep. with the spirit. Yep. We're to attack it with the spirit, not in volume, not in how many praise dances we do, but our heart is to be connected to the word. And we are to pray and say, you know what? That thought may have tried to come up. It's not me. That was zombie flesh. That was my dead crucified flesh. That's not me. That's not my thought. So Jesus, I take that thought. I submit it to you. And I ask that you help me to bludgeon it to death. Help me to crucify that thought. It is not valid. And I'm done with it. So I I renounce that thought. (coughs) I will not partake of it again. And then don't partake of it again. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it. Give me one second. It's like. What, what, what was coming up to me as you were saying that is it's like. Lord, bring it back. Come on. You gave it to me. Bring it back. I don't know where it went. Well, it'll come back. He'll give it to me. Well, he will. It'll be good. But we need to start choosing to refuse to partake yeah. of those thoughts yeah. that are not ours. If they do not come from us, mm-hmm. we need to squash them. Yeah. Squash it. Yep. <coughs> good. You're going to need to take it for a sec. Okay. I'm going to take it for a sec. It's, so there's... Father, bring it back. Don't think, just flow. Praise God. Praise God for having somebody that can teach you and mentor you and train you in the way that things are supposed to go. So it's, there's a, a, come on. I do. Don't know where it's at. You don't need to know where it's at. Just start talking. This is exactly what we're talking about, guys. Just open your mouth and let the Lord do the rest. So You're just talking to me. I know, I'm just talking to you. Yep. So it's, there, there's a, in the same way that you were talking about dealing with that thought that had come up, and, and that's it. it. In the same way that, it, that you were talking about taking that thought and bringing it to the Lord and crucifying it, killing it, what had come up to me was that's the same thing we do uh, with tithes and offerings. It's connecting our heart to it instead of just trying to force it to be so yep. or pretending that it's not there. I mean, the widow with her two mites, that was the greatest seed sown in the Bible because her heart was in it. Like, you, you, could, have been, you could have been the rich young ruler and not sown because your heart wasn't in it, because yep. you didn't want to do it, because it wasn't, it wasn't something that, that felt good. Yep. But when your heart is in it, it's, it's a completely different thing. When you yep. get your heart in a place that is willing to let God do what he can do through you yeah. instead of looking at yourself oh, for and, sure. and, see, and thinking that, oh, this is the, because I thought this thing, because this is, this is what I'm thinking, this is, this is how I'm feeling. Um, that, that, that's not your limiting factor. Your yep. limiting factor is God. <laughs> what, what you can... What, because we're in him and because we're in the vine, mm-hmm. we have access to things that we couldn't be able to do ourselves. For sure. So trying to, trying to take those things and make them happen on your own, it's, it's not going to be as effective as letting him do it, th- letting him do it through you. Letting, yeah. letting him take the, things that, uh, t- take the things and deal with them other than praise God. <laughs> This is this is great. That that um, was great. Yeah. Um, cuz it wasn't you. Yeah. It was him. Mm-hmm. But truly like I mean that's literally that's a live on camera example of doing what we're talking about. You have revelation that the Lord will fill your mouth mm-hmm. or you have knowledge. I have also. knowledge. You yeah. have knowledge that the Lord will fill your mouth as mm-hmm. you stand before kings. His word says that. Yeah. You've been taught that. You've been in this ministry over 10 years. I know you know this. Mm-hmm. But in that moment as I'm coughing. I literally can't keep preaching. You're yeah. going to have to take it. Otherwise, yeah. it's just real awkward live TV. Yeah. A decision comes out of, do I say something when I don't actually know what to say? You literally just demonstrated what we're talking about. 
And as you chose to open your mouth, God, and act on what you know to be true, God filled it Mm -hmm. and filled it with an anointed word. He is faithful to fulfill his word. We just need to choose to step out on the water. Yeah. You know, it's not like, it's not, uh, this came up at Impact on Tuesday when I was teaching. And I think it came out yesterday. I'm not, I don't 100% remember. But God's ways of thinking and God's ways of operation are higher than man's ways of operation. Yeah. His word says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So, how does he reveal things to us? By the anointing. Mm-hmm. He, we're not going to logically comprehend something first. We will understand it by the Spirit first. Yeah. And so, think of this. The disciples that we now celebrate their desire to follow Jesus and their commitment to him, mm-hmm. the disciples didn't have knowledge. Yeah. They didn't have Bible. Yep. They responded to the anointing. Mm-hmm. The, the disciples didn't have a word like that said, this man is coming at this time, and when he comes, he's going to look like this. You're going to follow yeah. him, and you're going to change the world upside down. Yeah. No, Jesus came. He spoke to them, come, and they recognized, They responded to the anointing on him. Yeah. And logically, they threw away what had been their former lives. And they chose to begin to operate on the higher level yeah. by responding to the anointing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm only responding logically, I'm responding to the lesser method of operation. Yeah. But when I choose to respond to the anointing, when the anointing makes a word, mm-hmm. when the anointing begins to draw me, I step up a different level. This is the level of the world based on logic. But the anointing is above logic. When I choose to, and I've, I've never thought of it this way until the Lord just unlocked it. Until I choose to respond to the anointing, I'll be operating by the world's methods. But when I choose to respond to the anointing, I level up and I begin to operate on a higher level of operation. Yeah. I begin to operate the way God operates. I begin to do works that God does. Not because I am almighty God, but because I start to flow with him. I start to move how he says to move. And it will not always make logical sense. Most often it doesn't. Mm-hmm. A lot of the decisions that you were talking about, you've been making throughout this year, the majority of them have not looked logical. Nope, they don't make sense at all. <laughs> but it, what's happened? It's it so much, man. It's, it's it. Okay, I'm just gonna open my mouth. So the 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 decisions that I've been making and the things that the Lord has been showing me to do do not make sense on paper. Nope. If you take a minute and think about it, they are the dumbest decisions that I think I could have logically ever made. Mm-hmm. They do, they do not make sense. And yet the Lord's taken that and multiplied it and made it better and made it so much more than what it would have been had I thought about it yep. and logic through it and made things make sense. There, I had an opportunity to be a part of something that would have in the world leveled me up a decent amount. I would have been, I would have gone on trips across the country. Yeah. I would have done, I would have been able to speak at large events, do things. I would have, I would have been able to do like this big community service outreach stuff. And that sounds good on yeah. paper. That makes sense. Why wouldn't I just jump at that? The Lord said, no. He said not to do it. And I was like, God, I really want to do it. And can I not please just do this, Lord? Please. And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. So, so I didn't do it. And I didn't know why. I didn't understand it at first. I didn't see how he was going to take that and make it something more. But he took, he took what I made, he took what I gave him, and made it completely, like, exactly like Barrett was saying. I thought I could go here. God took me here. Here, let me get that out of my face. God took me here. So I, it would have taken up most of my summer. Yeah. Would have taken up a solid 80 to 90% of it. I would have been doing something every single day, every single week. Yeah. I might, I might have missed service on Sundays sometimes. Probably would have. Probably would have. But, but it makes logical sense. That's okay. You know, it's, it's a good decision. It's all that good stuff. No. 
I chose to put God first, and He took me to places I didn't think I could go. I got to I got to go to Texarkana for the first time this year to the Ministers and Leaders Conference at Doc, uh, not Doctor Tracy, Pastor Tracy's. I got touched by the Lord so much there, like I that that changed me. I couldn't have done that. That was literally scheduled the same week as the other thing that I would have gone to. Yeah. The exact same week, the night that I would have the night that 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 what was his what was his name, Doctor John Kilpatrick mm-hmm. was that. He ministered, and oh my gosh, it was like the anointing just clouded the room. Uh, no, no, the glory. Was that it? I want to make sure I'm using the right word. The yeah. glory. It was, it was like just God's glory just fell. And it, I was out. I didn't know what was going on. But, but God was fixing things. Yeah. He was changing things. Yeah. He, was, he was, again, taking me to places I didn't think I could go. And I, it blessed me so much. That exact same night, I would have been halfway across the country. I would have not been anywhere near a church service. Probably would have been in another dance mosh pit. Probably would have been in another dance mosh pit. <laughs> I probably would have. <laughs> She's not joking. It's, that's exactly what would have been happening. But, but God, yeah. he, he, I didn't have to make the decision myself. If I made the decision myself, I would have been wrong. Yeah. By letting, letting God make the decision, taking what he wanted me to do, and doing that instead, whoop, yeah. moving up here. And, and not even just that. I got, to, I got to go with Pastor to the Philippines. You know how awesome that was? Like, not just how much, not just how much I, I got to enjoy going across the world for the first time. I've never been outside of America. I've never been, like, the far side of Nebraska. <laughs> that was really cool. Like, I just had a great time doing that. But... Even halfway across the world on like a concrete pad in a metal building that didn't have walls on two sides and rain would come in and we'd get pelted, God still moved and God still did things that I was unaware would happen. I, I couldn't, I didn't logically think that that would take place and that would mean that much. My entire life is different. Because I did what God wanted me to do, and instead of trying to do it myself, I abided in Him. Abode? Abided. Right? It's a fun it's, word that's It's such tense. a fun word. Yeah. yeah. Abided, I think. English majors don't quote me. Aboded? Aboded. I abodedied. I abodedied in the Lord. Um, oh my gosh. But, but letting, that, letting that take place, letting, letting my heart be in God instead of instead of trying to level up myself, trying yeah. to make things happen to, to, to better myself, I put God first. Yeah. I honored what he had, what he had given me. And that's himself. What, where, the fact that he's grafted me into himself, by, by honoring that, by esteeming how much that means, yeah. I was here, I thought I could go here, the Lord has shown me that he is much bigger than that and that there's a lot more that I can tap into. Yeah. And it's completely changed all of my life. Has your flesh been thrilled with the whole process? Nope, it is not. My flesh has not been thrilled with the whole process. Oh my gosh. There, there have been times that my, my flesh has screamed at me so dadgum loud. Like, I, there was... This is, this is a really silly example. But I, I think it illustrates it fairly well. Uh, my neighbors across the street, uh, they have a dog. Yeah, they do. It is a massive German Shepherd. Menace. I'm, I'm six foot, six foot one, somewhere in between. That dog scares me. It is loud and big, and if I go anywhere, like at night, nighttime comes and he can't see who I am, he'll rush me. Dev and I, like, we went out to dinner a few months ago, and I dropped, De- I drove, and so I dropped Deb off at home, I think I drove, I don't know, yeah, you I did. dropped Deb off at home, and William came outside to the driveway to meet us with, like, a staff slash spear in hand to protect us from the dog. I anyway, mean, that, that, that's, the, that's the level of seriousness with which he's describing this dog. Yeah, he, he's, he's big, and so, this is going to sound really stupid, but... When I, when I go take the garbage out at night on Tuesday nights because they come at like, oh, dark 30 in the morning on Wednesdays, uh, I, I would push it out and I would push it out like three quarters of the way and stand there and wait to see if I could hear the dog. Like, is he barking? Is he awake? Can I, can I see him? 
Is it, can he see me? Are we gonna have a, are we gonna have an issue right now? And I'd wait, and then I'd just and then I'd push on, and be like, okay, all right, we're good, we're good. <laughs> and then run inside. And then run inside because my because my flesh is terrified of a dog. It's a big dog. It's, oh, it's, but it's a big dog. It's mm-hmm. it's a big dog. It's scary. It's a dog. <laughs> Do I think my God is smaller than a German Shepherd? That's good. Do I think my God is less than a bark? That's good. It's legitimate. That's all it was. A dog's never bit me or anything. He just barked really loud, and it's kind of scary. And I don't want to. I don't want to push out there in case he comes and barks, and that's kind of scary. Do you know how stupid that is? I have intentionally, for like the past three weeks, I make as much noise as I can going out to push the garbage out. Like, I'm considering, I'm, it's not a shofar, and I'm not going to do this because I'm going to wake up everyone in my house. I thought about taking this little horn trumpet thing, and as I'm rolling it, just start blowing it. See if I can wake the dog up. See if I can make him aggravated. Because my God is bigger than a dog. He is My God is bigger than my, uh, not my fear, my God is bigger than fear itself. Yeah. It's not my fear. It's That's not good. it's not from him. And it's not that stupid little thing that my flesh has tried to make it. My God is bigger. Yes. He can do more. Yes. Point blank. Amen. Amen. That's very good. It is very good. Because God is good. Amen. Amen. Now don't go tempt the Lord thy God. Don't do um, that. <laughs> Pastor Danielle said that was the best mental video you just described for us. What a fantastic example. It was a great example. And, and, and it, seemed, it seems silly. Like, I felt silly saying it. But the Lord can take silly things and make them into important things. Well, and here's the thing. Anything that presents itself as higher than Christ is as silly as that dog. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. The Word tells us that He is over everything, yep. named and unnamed. Yep. So anything that tries to come and assault us as part of His body, anything that comes up to us is laughable. Yep. Anything that tries to yep. divide us from God is laughable. Yeah. Anything that tries to steal, kill, and destroy is laughable. That's why God sits in the heavens and laughs. Because he recognizes he is above it all. Yeah. Like, can, can you imagine if God sat there in heaven and was like, Oh no! Oh, oh no! The rains are coming! Oh no! Oh no! There's like, a, there are locusts! No! Like, are we going to want to follow that God? No! Like, who's going to want to follow that God? <laughs> oh jeez! The locusts oh, and the no. frogs! Oh, oh, oh gee! Oh, oh gee whiz! Oh the, oh, the oh. storms! The storms are so much! No! No! We're not going to follow him! No! God doesn't do that because yep. he's not a shrimpy, scared God. Yep. He is above it all. Yeah. He has settled everything once and for all. Yep. It is finished. Yeah. The price was paid yep. for us to live free from fear. Yep. The price was paid for us to walk in holiness. The price was paid for us to carry the anointing. The yeah. price was paid for us to belong in the throne room. Yeah. It's been finished since yeah. Jesus rose. Yep. It's been finished since then. That's why God will laugh. Because there is no thing present, no thing to come that can ever separate us from the love of God. There is no height, no depth, no thing that can take us out of his hand. If we belong to him, we belong to him. There is no thing that can disrupt that. No thing can pluck us. You know, we sang that a few months ago here in the church. Nothing can pluck us. Nothing can pluck us. Nothing can pluck us from his love. Why? Because it's got to become an overflow from us. When something irritates me, guess what? God has defeated that irritation. Yep. If something scares me, God defeated that fear. Yeah. If something intimidates me, I've got God on my side. He intimidates it. Yeah. It's time for us to start seeing the reality 
not the fact, the reality that we live in. We're grafted into a new kingdom. Yep. Our God is the is the leader of legions of angels. Yep. What do we have to fear? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And literally right right above where I was reading before the, the fruit of the Spirit back at the beginning. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh for the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit. I'm sorry, go back. Start hmm? all the way back over. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Hold on, I'm sorry, what? It says, but I, but I say. Walk, I say. But I say, I being, I being the Lord. I being God. Uh, it says, walk by the Spirit. And okay, you, that instruction. Step one, step yeah, one. Yeah. walk by the Spirit and you will not Will not. You promise. won't. Not going to do it. Promise. Promise there. Yeah, yeah. Carry out the desires of the flesh. Hey, walk in the spirit. Flesh is done. Yep. That's the broadcast, guys. No, keep going. Whatever you had. <laughs> I, I mean, like, truly, that that's it. Yeah. That's as simple as it is. Yeah. He tells us in Roman that, it, in, in Roman, in the in, one Roman. In the one Roman. In, in the uno, uno yeah. Romano. Um, and he says that those who live by the spirit will live. Those who live by the flesh will die. Yeah. So he literally says, if you walk in the yep. spirit, you will crucify the thing that's trying to kill you. Yep. This and is how you overcome it. Yeah. And just for anyone, I, I want to make sure no, they no, have no. the Keep thing. It's Galatians, it's Galatians 5.16. That's where, that's where I was reading it out of. Um, but it says, for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, for these things are in opposition to one another. Mm -hmm. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Hmm. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah, yeah. It says, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are a big, long list of things. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm -hmm. If you walk by the Spirit, you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. What are some of the flesh things on there? Some of the flesh things. Well, let's go through all of them. There are like 20. Uh, it says, these of the flesh are evident, which are... The, what he's about to read, we have dominion over all of them. Yep. Whatever is said, if we walk in the Spirit... Everything else has no power over us. Yep. This is uh, evident, which are immorality, okay. impurity, yep. sensuality, mm -hmm. idolatry, mm -hmm. sorcery, mm -hmm. enmities. That's a fun word. Yes, yes. Strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, if I'm in the spirit, I won't have outbursts of anger? What it says. That's pretty fun. That is pretty fun. I'm looking it up in the message. That's what I'm doing. Ah, I'm not ignoring message. you. No, no, no. I know. Uh, outbursts of anger. Disputes. Dissensions. Factions. And envy. D divisions. Division. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You won't have division among you if we're in the spirit. Mm -hmm. So opportunities for offense. Yeah. They won't happen if we abide in the spirit. We put that stuff to death. Yeah. Uh, factions. Envying. Mm -hmm. Drunkenness. Carousing. And things like these. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just those. Yeah. It's not like that's, uh, that, I think that's two, three, a like, little over 10. That's not, that's not a complete list of what we no. have, uh, what we have dominion over by the spirit. It says, and things like these, if you can think of something that is like one of those things, God's bigger than it. Walking by the spirit kills that. Yep. Kills it. Anything that is stealing, killing, and destroying. Jesus, same, Jesus said that he came to give us life and life in abundance. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. So if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, walking in the spirit gives us power over all of that. So yeah. all we've got to do is truly just abide. Yep. That's, that's it. That's it. So that's the heart of today. Abide. Yeah. If we'll abide in him and we'll choose here abiding is not just sitting down and not moving yeah. abiding is you stay with god yep if god moves i move mm -hmm. so if the spirit is moving and god is saying to do something abiding with him means yielding and doing that thing yeah that is abiding with him yep it's not just being in a church that's alive it's if my spirit is moving i'm moving mm -hmm. abiding is staying when he says stay it's not being easily aroused in emotion. It's staying with the Lord wherever he is in a moment. And look, I know that the flesh, the thief is an accuser. So he can yeah. come and be like, I didn't abide three hours ago. Yeah. I didn't abide 30 seconds ago. I have not been abiding. Good news of God is that we can start right now. Yeah. It just takes a decision, one decision to say, Lord, 
Right now, I'm choosing to abide with you for the rest of this day, yeah. no matter what comes my way. And just pray that, Lord, I'm choosing to abide with you. No matter what I see, no matter what I face, I'm going to abide with you. I will not be shaken out of you. There's nothing that can pluck me from your hand. I'm kept in you. So right now, Jesus, I ask that you enlighten my eyes. Help me to see what is the hope of my calling in you. Help me to trust you. Help me to lay hold of all that you've given me. And I ask you, Jesus, to lead me into more revelation so that I can walk in more and more freedom. Because all it takes is one decision. But that one decision to say yes to you can change my whole life. So empower me with your grace to say yes to you, especially when my flesh says no. Now, Lord, for everyone who's prayed, I ask right now that you empower every prayer now. Everyone who just prayed, back their prayer with an outpouring of your spirit, with an outpouring of your grace, and help us to refuse our flesh so that we can say yes to you. More, easier, and quicker. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We thank you guys for being on with us today. If you want to partner, you're welcome to. You can go to giveww.org and you're going to take up the offering. I'm going to take up the offering? Yep. It's offering time, guys. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, see? I wanted to see if it would happen. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So, you want to give? I mean, we give this broadcast to you guys freely. There's no obligation to do it. If you feel obligated, like we're compelling you to do it, don't give. Yep. Pastor Nicole says that on Sundays. If you feel like you have to give, or, let me put it this way. If you feel like we're making you give. That's a good way to say that. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. But if you feel led to give, if, you feel, if, if you're abiding in the Lord and the Lord tells you to do something, do that thing. Be led. It's basically it. So if you want to give, if the Lord's leading you to give, right there. That's it. All you got to do is just be led. You want to pray over the offering? I'm going to do it. Go yeah. for it. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank, thank you for you. your word, Father. Thank you for showing us how to abide in you and all thank of the benefits you. of it, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this broadcast. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, bless every seed, every single seed sown, Father. Yeah. No matter the size, it's the heart, Father. Thank you. Bless each and every seed. May be multiplied to them some. I forget some. All a hundredfold, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.